There we, ooh, there we go. <laughs> okay, mine's recording. Yeah, mine's recording. Okay, hopefully it's recording properly. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'm going to do my backup recording. I feel, oh, hang on. Let me just do <laughs> my backup. That'll be really annoying if that is needed to be the one that's used, but hopefully it's not. Yeah, hopefully. All right, so, I've only got like a few. Okay, cool. Um, do you want me to say hello? <laughs> Yeah, go on. You did it so beautifully okay. in the rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> I've been practicing in the mirror um, okay, with my Oscar speech. Okay. Um, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of the Bookcast Club. Uh, we are going to be talking. No, that's wrong because I should say hello. It's who it is first, shouldn't I? Yeah. Okay. Scrap so. that. Sorry, Jenny, Jenny will probably just put this awkward bit at the beginning. Thanks, I Jenny. know. Just like, oh. <laughs> like the kids, like, trying their best. Okay, yeah. cool. So, um, just uh, mop my brow. Don't sweat. It's okay. <laughs> this is terrifying. is episode 20 of the Bookcast Club. In this episode, the two Sarahs take the helm and discuss the Women's Prize of Fiction and other literary prizes. If you'd like to get in touch with us or hear us discuss anything in particular, you can contact us on Twitter where we're at Bookcast Club or by email thebookcastclub at outlook.com. You can now support the podcast on Patreon. Visit my Patreon page www.patreon.com forward slash notes to the moon to see the different rewards and tiers. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. Apparently it helps others to find us. Or you can simply just recommend us to your friends. Keep smiling and enjoy the episode. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 20 of the Bookcast Club. Um, I'm Sarah T and today uh, I have Sarah K with me. Hello. Um, today we're going to be talking um, through our recently finished reads, our, what we're currently reading, and but our topic for today is mostly about the Women's Prize for Fiction, the sort of the long list and the short list, but we're also going to be touching on generally how we feel about uh, literary awards and how they influence our decisions on whether to read a book or not, um, and just have a nice general chat about how we feel about the kind of awards out there in the book world. So, hello and welcome. Yeah, nice. Welcome. See if we can make anything out of that. (laughs) (laughs) No, what a great intro. Now we've got to follow through. Yeah. (laughs) So, what have you recently finished, Sarah Kay? Well, Sarah T. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen Bananas in Pyjamas? I have, well, a long time ago. You know, it's like B1 and B2, that's what we sound like. Well, Sarah T, I'll tell you. <laughs> or, or, twe- or Tweedledum and Tweedledee after this, <laughs> depending on how people feel about it. <laughs> I have just finished um, a reread, which was Ooh. it's The Final Empire by Brandon Sanderson. Have you heard of it? I'll show it to you. No, it's I haven't. It's the first in like a fantasy trilogy called Mistborn. Wow, I it love used that. to be. Um, it is a beautiful cover. Look up the cover mm. if you are listening to this. It's a very nice. This is the UK cover. It's very nice. So this is a fantasy trilogy. It was really popular when it first came out, which was probably, I want to say at least seven years ago. At this point, everyone loved it. You know, it was really going around, Instagram, YouTube, that kind of thing. Um, and I read it at the time, loved it, um, and then I'm home, at the moment, and so I thought I'd reread it because I felt like you know a bit of a. An escapist read, I guess. And so I've reread it. Um, I have to say, the writing is ludicrously bad, which, oh. I, didn't rea- <laughs> which I didn't realize when I first read it. Oh no. <laughs> I'm rereading it like, oh my lord, <laughs> this is awful. Um, it's so funny, like, but it's great, you know, I love it. Um, so, you know how a lot of books are like, that it's either show, um, show and don't tell or tell and don't show? They tend to do one mm-hmm. or the other. This guy, he does a lot of telling and a lot of showing, which I've never oh. seen before. <laughs> Giving it all away. i to you, if you like. Oh, yeah. Um, this is like, something like this happens like every three pages. So this is, I'll read from it. Vin, so that's the main character, rode on the seat directly across from him. Her legs tucked up underneath her, her enveloping mist cloak pulled close, hiding her arms and legs. She always does that, Kelsia thought. 
wherever she is, she tries to be as small and unnoticeable as possible. So tense. And it makes me laugh so much because he like... Yeah, you're laughing. So tense. He like... Yeah, he <laughs> describes the character and then someone thinks like what they've just told you. It's like yeah. the character will like throw something across the room and then someone will think, oh, she's very upset. <laughs> yeah, oh. I got that. Oh, brilliant. It's is funny. it like... Is it so bad that it's great? Yeah, like it's, yeah. you know... It, like it's... The story is very imaginative. Like it's a it's a high fantasy book. So it's a, you know, it's a classic girl who's an, a street urchin and then she realises she's got insane powers and then she goes to overthrow the Dark Lord and, you know, you, you've got it. Um, of course. Very imaginative though. Like it's very uh, good world building, but the writing is just so bad. Um, it <laughs> may, just I just love it. It's so funny. Oh, so I've really, I've really, really been enjoying it. It's been a great, great reread. Oh, that's good though. If it's kind of putting you in a good mood and yeah, you know, which is making of... me laugh. Like it's yeah. so heavy-handed. Like it's just funny. Do, do you <laughs> Sorry, think you've Brandon. only noticed? <laughs> do you think? Um, apologies to the author. Um, do you think you've only noticed that it's the the writing style on the second time, or did you realize? For sure, yeah. yeah. I definitely didn't notice um, when I first read it, like five five or six years ago. Um, yeah. I think I think I'm I'm a very different reader now. So back then I was like, oh yeah, cool, and now I'm like, mate. <laughs> yeah, I that's still quite love interesting. It. Yeah, I, I guess actually age probably has quite an impact on how much you enjoy something in terms of yeah write, writing style and that's I think you couldn't necessarily reread books from your childhood like properly when you were a young child because they wouldn't just wouldn't be that enjoyable i can imagine um, yeah oh, but definitely. when you're but when you're in a seven-year-old's brain it all makes sense and it appeals to a seven-year-old's yeah. brain and how you're different when you're sort of 20 even 29 35 etc it's amazing yeah. what appeals to you at that time um, yeah no, that like i'm sure me in five years or ten years will be embarrassed at the things that i think are great now i'll be like oh god <laughs> Oh yeah, have that regret, like, oh, what was I on about? (laughs) Why did I recommend that book? (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting, because I guess, like, if you read a lot, every few years you've read, like, a few hundred more books, so you get, like, so much more awareness of, like, I I don't think I even noticed that it was, like, this story of, like, this girl not realising she has powers and then get becoming, like, the most powerful one ever. I don't think I even realised that was, like, a trope. I was like, well, how imaginative at the time. Yeah. And now, obviously, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic. I love that. I love the idea that, you know, you didn't... just You just took it as it was when you first yeah. read it. And then the second time, you're like, oh, this is quite obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I like the idea that she became the best one, like, the most powerful one ever, of course, because... She is, yeah. She's, yeah, she's, you, yeah. You couldn't they have, have anything to be. less. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely have to be. Um, yeah. So you in, but you enjoyed it, and that's the, yeah. No, it's great. I yeah. <laughs> I kind of thought that it wouldn't be as good as I thought it would be. I just wanted like you know a fun, a fun read. I'll probably reread the whole trilogy <laughs> while I'm here. Oh, uh, why not? Yeah, why not? I think that's the thing. In this current climate, you can just indulge and absolutely, yeah. you know, read what you want. And yeah, there's a few yeah. I've sort of t- taken off the shelf that I'm like, I love that book so much that. Um, yeah. I just want to go for it and spend the time rereading because it's nice. Um, yeah, it's fine. You can sort of fly through those kind of books as well, which I always like. I also just wanted to mention the book that I said that I was reading last time, which was the one on domestic violence, mm, the oh, nonfiction. Yes. Yep. Finished it. It was incredible. Really, really incredible. Uh, so it was See What You Made Me Do by Jess Hill. It was an Australian book, nonfiction, yeah, about domestic violence, and it was really, really, really good. Probably one of the best books I've read for, whew, I don't know, at least this year. It was yeah, really incredible. Um, yeah, and it won the Stella Prize because I think I said that the the prize was going to be announced the, oh, cool. in the following days. Yeah, and it won. So oh, it was fantastic. I heard a rumour. I heard mm. this on another podcast and then <laughs> I asked them where they heard it and they said that they saw it on Twitter. Um, they saw that she had said that she's going to make a UK and a US edition for, with like UK and US statistics. Because at the moment it's like Australia centric. Um, Because she has a lot in there about like how the court cases like work and how the police respond and how that affects, um, you know, the victims. So she's apparently going to adapt it. 
So Ooh. if that happens, I haven't been able to find it on Twitter. I couldn't verify it. That's what they said. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. That would be amazing if she does, because obviously, like you say, with the court proceedings, that's obviously very different country to country. And Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that'd be amazing if she can. I mean, that's, that would that not be a lot of research. I, that would be a while coming there, unless she's already sort of... Yeah, there's a lot in it that's kind of the psychology of it. Okay. So I think that would... Um, that yeah, that kind of makes up. up the bulk of it, yeah. So I think if you live in the US or the UK, it would be absolutely fine to read. It's just if you're interested in like very regional sort of details, like regional cases and that kind of thing, it won't be as relevant, but yeah. I've just finished reading uh, The Gin Patrol on the Purple Line, ah. which was long-listed for the Women's Prize by Deepa... Mm. I'm going to get this so wrong and I apologise in advance, by Deepa Anapara. I hope that's how you say it. And it was amazing. Ooh. I really, really enjoyed it. It took me a while to get into it, but I think that's just purely because concentration levels at the moment are mm-hmm. sort of up and down. Um, but it's such a brilliant story. And I was reading at the end of the book, there's the classic note from the author um and she's she was a reporter she's from india and she was a reporter there for a while circumstances meant that she had to leave the country and she's had this story of how she wants to you know she wants to tell the story about political injustice and life in the slums and she's just had this story and story like in the back of her head for a long time and hasn't been able to communicate it the way she wanted to through her reporting Mm -hmm. and she sort of left it for a while and then came back to it sort of I think when Brexit I think she said Brexit sort of bubbled it all up again and the fact that she's it's like she's an immigrant now and she's part of those society like marginalized societies now that she's lives here and it sort of all brought it back with all the political rumblings that was going on around uh, the EU referendum Mm -hmm. and then she managed to work out her way of telling the story and that was Mm -hmm. through fiction and through this book so it's incredible because it's it's kind of, it's trying to tell you a message it definitely tells you a message about life in the slums and the political injustice and and about kind of marginalized societies and you know the poor are overlooked and the corruption and it's got all these huge themes but it's mm-hmm. told from the point of view of this small boy and so it's funny, it's cheeky, you know, it's it's through the eyes of a child. And he, the story is that, you know, children are going missing. He loves watching these police programs on television. He wants to be a detective. So he's, he says, I'm going to be a detective and I'm going to find out what happens. And sort of more and more children are going missing, which is a thing that happens in India still to this day, especially from the slums. Um... And But there's so much humanity to it as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not a sort of sob story of, oh, this really bad thing is happening and because and obviously it's awful what is happening and still happening today. But sh- this is why she struggled to tell the story because she said as a reporter, I go and interview these kids that, you know, they've adjusted to life, they run around, they still have fun, they're still children, they're, they're still got huge imaginations they're still funny and say silly things as kids do but there's this sort of quite scary reality to it as well the fact that you know they could just go missing one day and that's it like there's and there's the police won't help and you know nobody nobody can help them so that's what the difference is you know if a child went missing in the UK there would be huge searches and the police would get involved and it would become a huge thing whereas a child goes missing in the slums and no one even bats an eyelid. So mm-hmm. it's a really, really beautiful book. And the descriptions of the food are incredible. <laughs> um, there's like lines t- about the mum cooking and just sort of the chopping of the the ginger and the garlic. And, and you can sort of almost hear it and taste it and smell it. It's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I really, really love this book. And it's got an amazing message behind it about kind of all the corruption and the the horrible things that go on but it's also quite it's 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 sort of dark but also got it's got a lightness it's got some hope to it Mm -hmm. um it's not a 
gosh, I feel very miserable about everything right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of ending. It's a, uh, it's sad, but there is still some hope in there. I guess um, that's the benefit of having a child narrator. You can because kids are so, they can be so resilient. You can get. Yes. Um, I guess if you had it from an adult's perspective, it would be a bit more doom and gloom. Yes. That sounds brilliant. I'm going to read that. It's really, really like the sound it's of that. really, I think really I like good. It. Yeah, sounds great. I, and it was unexpected. I read it because of mm-hmm. um, it's on the lot. It was on the long list for the Women's Prize for Fiction this year, um, and which is why I mean we'll talk about it later. But which is why I do quite like long lists sometimes because they do flag up books that you might not have seen. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a really good. It's a really good story. So it's got a really good story, but it really does sort of encapture. I don't know, the the world through the eyes of a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even, I love books that do that. Yeah, even if the world is horrific, even the world, you know, yeah. it's it's horrifying that, you know, children can just go missing and, and, it, and it does go all into that. But from this point of view that, you know, it's like you say, it's not the doom and gloom. It's, mm-hmm. you know, there's like sort of one line where he's like, I'm not going to be detective today. It's okay. It can wait, sort of thing. And you're yeah. like, that's not really, you know, as an adult would be like, I can't ever stop looking for a child because, you know, it's a really horrific thing that's happened. Whereas a kid's like, I don't really want to play today. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what a child's world is, you know, it's how they feel in the time. And yeah, and it's quite interesting the things that children pick up on and it's all the nuances of, you know, the adults whispering outside and him, sort of thing. Oh, you know, I'm trying to eavesdrop and being mm-hmm. excluded because he is a child, but trying to act like a grown up, all those sorts of things as well. Um, but yeah, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. Yeah, I haven't gravitated towards this at all. I've seen it on, you know, obviously it's nominated, so I've seen it, but I've never mm. even slightly been interested to pick it up. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that sounds um, brilliant. I'm going to read mean, it. It didn't really I put a star next to it. Yeah, it didn't. I think I didn't. I didn't think I initially gravi- gravitated towards it, and I think someone on Instagram had said they really enjoyed it. Out of a lot of them, they really enjoyed it, mm-hmm. um, and because it's, it's got this element of you know again the childlike. They think that the gins. I think that's how you say it. It would be gin. Is, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's um, sort of like that mythical baddie, um, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. That whole thing. The whole idea is that oh maybe the gin, the bad gins took them. So that's why it works so well, because obviously you know as an adult reading it that probably someone very horrible took these children. But again, to kids, it is that yeah. thing of, oh, maybe there is a baddie. It's the baddies and the goodies, and, you know, that's because yeah. th- that's how they've been told stories, so that's how they react to them. So that's why it's the gin, the gin patrol. Um, mm-hmm. And But, yeah, I just really, really liked it. I loved it. Um, oh, it sounds great. Yeah, so... Hopefully I can big... get it from the library. Brilliant. Yeah. Big thumbs up for me on that one. Okay, I'm currently reading another from the Woman's Long List, so I've been trying to get through them. Um, mm-hmm. I've read, I think I've read about half the list, just over half the list. Okay. Are you well, intending to read the full list? Uh, yes, especially now Ooh. that it's been delayed. Okay. With the sort of, I know they've done the shortlist announcement, but the winner announcement has been delayed to September, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, so it's a bit more time. Um, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I've only, cause I only f- just read Wolf Hall and obviously Mirror and the Light is on there, but I'm going to save that for when I actually, you know, <laughs> have read the second one and that's the third yeah. one in the trilogy. So I'm going to save that anyway. Um, but I've got Hamnet from Maggie O'Farrell. Um, and I've got a couple on, I've just been doing, using, doing my Kindle cause it's been a bit easier. Um, but yeah. But I, what I, are you I, currently I, reading? <laughs> I'm currently we're, reading. We're all dying to know. Um, uh, the most fun we've ever had. And I just need to look up the. Oh, uh, yeah. By Claire, Claire Lombardo. And I'm again, this is another good one. That's an absolute. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a um, completely different end of the spectrum. This is a sort of family drama. Um, so it's based on. I'm just going to get the. If I get the official blurb up, it makes it makes mm-hmm. makes my explanation a bit better. So there's sort of it's a oh, okay. The first line on Goodreads is a multi generational novel in which four adult daughters of a Ch- Chicago couple, still madly in love after forty years, recklessly ignite old rivalries until a long buried secret threatens to shatter the lives they've built. 
there we go that's that one and i have raced through the first 10 percent, as my kindle <laughs> likes to okay. tell me um so i saw someone who started reading this in an afternoon and then stayed up till 3 a.m reading it oh, good lord <laughs> because they enjoyed it so much wow. um so initially i thought it was a thriller because i hadn't actually looked up <laughs> mm-hmm. what it what it was about but yeah so this it's it's a, a sort of an epic family drama like it said long buried secrets something comes back to haunt you there's a baby that um, was given up for adoption um it's made all quite clear in the first thing there's like the wealthy the the daughter that married really well and her husband's died and now she's sort of borderline alcoholic and struggling and then there's the yeah it's it's interesting it's all about these these four daughters and this huge kind of i'll see sibling rivalry and all the elements that go into that and the parents that have got this most epic love and the daughters it seems that all these daughters are like how did they how are they doing it why are they still in love okay interesting because all their relationships have not been as easy as their uh, like as their parents relationship Mm -hmm. seems um so i think it goes into the impact of you know your parents on how you view love and relationships and all that stuff (laughs) and you like it so far i do like it so far It's, it's it's well written and it's i think it's got it's quite a good pace it's sort of it's not it's not one of those books that's broken up in but like point of view point of view chapters every single time and revisits you know what i mean like re, you know you get some books that are written with several characters and you get point of view chapter and then you get the next point of view chapter and you sort of revisiting the this is sort of interjected within each other okay so I, the pace is quite quick yeah okay cool which i quite like so sounds very, yeah. reason- sounds very reasonable that's not what i meant very <laughs> readable it sounds very reasonable <laughs> indeed um, so, yeah. <laughs> so far so good on that one um, nice. Be interesting to see what you think of it. Yeah. Is, it. is it like a thriller? It's not. No, I think it's more drama, tension, okay. domestic, domestic story. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anyone sort of gets horrifically murdered in the, in the middle of it or anything. <laughs> I think it's more sort of yeah, like you said, domestic's the right word. Domestic dramas and all the sort of aggro that comes with families. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I quite like a good family mm-hmm. drama. Um, yeah, sometimes, yeah, I th- I do, yeah, sometimes they can be a little tedious, I find. Depends very much on how they're written. Sometimes it's, you know, long, long passages of, you know, tedious detail. But that's, if yes. it's like jumping around back and forth between perspectives, that sounds good. I think I would yeah. probably enjoy Yeah, it's got, I think it's got to be well written, mm, family dramas, definitely. because otherwise, yeah. sometimes family dramas can, like you say, tedious, but also just very gratuitous in sort of, yeah, you wouldn't put up with that from your brother. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you would, but sometimes it just doesn't feel very realistic. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I sometimes. I mean, I've got three big brothers, so you know, <laughs> I've got a big family, and I know how we function. And you know, it's not always the smoothest ride because mm-hmm. you know, sibling rivalries do happen, and things happen, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And sometimes when I read novels, I'm like, have, does this person even? have siblings i don't know sometimes you can feel like they don't have siblings and they've escalated it so much um and i just think that would never happen so i don't know maybe that's because i've got a big family i (laughs) i I think that way but yeah no it's 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 another good one um i'm looking forward to after this i'm gonna carry on reading so nice um well i am reading the casual vacancy actually by jk rowling yeah so the, the reason i'm reading this um I don't think I actually said last time, so I am Australian, but I actually live in the Netherlands. But I'm stuck in Australia right now, um, so I, I sh- I'm not supposed to be here, but I am. Um, and so I've got access to all these books that I haven't haven't had access to for, like, years and years. So I'm sort of trying to plough through some of those, and one of those is The Casual Vacancy. Amazing. Um, yeah. That's a good one. I, yeah, I've kind of forgotten about it. Oh, you've read it? I have read it. I think I read it when it... When I, looking at my bookshelf oh yeah i've definitely got the hardback of course i have <laughs> yeah it's, it's huge the hardback it's yeah. like absolutely enormous um yeah. i think it came out in 2012 or something like that yes and there Maybe. was a i think it was a bbc adaptation 
Oh, like right. Yeah, the year after? Oh, nice. So if you haven't heard of this book, um, it's J.K. Rowling's... F- it was her first adult book um, before she started writing under the pseudonym of Robert Galbraith, which is the name that she uses these days. Um, it's essentially... It's set in a, t- a very small village in England that it's uh, sort of based around a man who has just died and it's told from the point of view from all these different people in the village who uh, knew him and how they all feel about his death uh, and it just sort of jumps around, you know, chapter to chapter uh, to all these different families and they've all got all these problems and they all hate each other and it's all kind of gossipy and fighty and, you know, small drama. Uh, and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm slightly worried that it's going to derail into like a sort of like small town political story because there's all this discussion about um the sarah's nodding (laughs) the man who died he worked on the council and his position as councillor is uh vacant and they're all sort of talking about who's going to you know take that position so if it if there's going to be like a lot of detail about elections that kind of thing it may lose me but at the moment i'm really enjoying it i'm actually trying to remember it does actually to be fair it does a bit but not too much Okay, good. Because I does... like all the characters are like very interesting, and there's a lot of um, little minor plot lines which are really interesting. Um, but I really don't want to read about like council elections, <laughs> please. No, I th- I think she does go there. But I think no, I definitely enjoyed it because I would be the same. I would definitely be like, mm, can't really be bothered. I think it's in there, but it's it's not. It doesn't just become. It doesn't become the whole story. Okay, cool. Because cool. yeah, the casual there. vacancy the the term apparently is a council term it means that someone has died in their job didn't know that no i didn't know that either interesting Um, yeah but it's good i think if you like have you read the trouble with goats and sheep by joanna cannon i don't think i finished that book if you liked that you would like this it's got a very similar vibe oh that's interesting in my opinion oh i get that i didn't really like it that much full disclosure but yeah. yeah, I don't think I did. I think I... Mm, I can't remember. Has she, what, has she written other things? Three Things About Elsie, she also wrote. I th- yeah, think that's of, all of her books. One of them I didn't finish because I was a bit like, oh, this is... I'm not enjoying it that much. But I do get the comparison. I really do get the comparison. Um, yeah, I, Casual Vacancy is a, it is a good book. Um, mm. And it's so hard, isn't it? Because obviously... You know, J.K. Rowling is why I guess why she ended up with, um, as uh, why she yeah started using a different name because it was to. I think she did get a lot of backlash for it initially. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was looking at some of the reviews on Goodreads of this, and there are just people complaining basically that it's not Harry Potter, and I just find it because this is a very adult book. It's not a, a young adult oh. or a. Or a middle no, grade book at all not even close and there are people who are like i've said about this and i was like right guys yeah, give her a break but that's um, it that's what's yeah. so scary i think about being such a successful author that you know mm. created such a world that is still so relevant you know people still reading it and new generations reading it and reading it and reading it. it'll go on forever but i i i she didn't have any more to write on it so you know good for her for trying mm. something different and i really enjoyed it um, but I remember people being like, oh no, J.K. Rowling should stick to young adult, you know, the writing's terrible. But it, it, it I don't know, were they saying that just because it wasn't, like you say, it wasn't Harry Potter or... Yeah, it's, it's so hard yeah, to the know, writing's like, um, it's kind of funny. It's very detailed. Like her descriptions of a scene are extremely detailed. Like yes. she'll describe where everyone's sitting and what they're all doing. Um, and the other thing I find funny is that she uses like quite long adjectives or verbs that I've never heard of <laughs> like quite often and I'm like oh so either my English isn't up to scratch or she sort of picks weird words but aside from that I think it's oh, um, no, it's certainly no worse than a lot of other books that are out and popular um for sure so come on yeah. guys give her a break give her a break give old JK a break <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't I was not uh surprised when I learned that she was writing under a pseudonym it was like a secret pseudonym yeah. When that kind of came out, I was like, mm, that does make sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? After, I mean, the, the mm. irony being now that everyone knows what a pseudonym yeah. is. So it kind of doesn't make sense. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the 
the aggro she got just for trying something that didn't involve a small boy called Harry Potter waving his mm. wand around um, was quite bonkers, really. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's it's that whole victim of your own success. and But she's a writer, isn't she? At the end of the day, that's what she does. It's her profession. Yeah. So, of course, she was going to write other things and, you know good for her I think for going for it and I enjoyed it I mean it's not one of those books that completely rocked my world but yeah it was an enjoyable read at the time it's a good read it's a good read yeah and especially like especially depending on where you are in the world but you know sit in the garden when the sun's shining it's a nice sort of afternoon well spent no it's good yeah did you know that um Stephen King he writes under a pseudonym sometimes, or he has a pseudonym oh, that he uses sometimes. I didn't know that. Rich, it's Richard. I don't remember. I don't remember what it is, but yeah, he has a pseudonym. But also, interestingly, his son is an author, and when he first started his career, he had um, he had like a fake name, right. to so that people didn't know that he was the son of Stephen King. Ah, uh, okay. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. It's Joe Hill, so his name's like Joseph Hillstrom King. So he decided to publish under the name Joe Hill. So people didn't know. So he he sort of revealed it when he was a few books in, and he'd already done really well and sort of established himself. Okay. And then he, uh, I think, finally admitted that he was related to Stephen King. But Guess who my father they write books is? Together, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because um, there's been a huge, well, not upset, but I mean, some people probably are upset about it because that's the way it goes. But um, oh, what's his face that writes? Um, Oh, God, I completely forgot his name, which is not very helpful. Um, Lee Child. And all the um, the books that he writes. Oh, my God, I can't remember the name. I am hopeless. Lee Child writes the Jack Reacher. That's the one. Jack Reacher oh, stories. Oh, I've never read any of these. No, I've, uh, I think I've read one. Um, but there was an announcement earlier this year, which feels like a lifetime ago now, that he was going to stop doing it and his brother, I think, is taking up the mantle. Oh, okay. And lots and lots of people are quite vocal about it, I think. Um, and but and I think they're going to write a few together and then he's going to take over. So, but again, it's one of those things, I mean, there's something like 25 Jack Reacher's oh, books or something. So it's quite interesting, isn't it? Like, why keep going? Obviously, if they're successful and popular, then good, uh, fair enough. But will the change of author damage that? I don't know. Like, it's... it's But it's interesting, isn't it? Because there was a big sort of quite a vocal mm. outpouring when that was announced in the press and stuff. So I think people do get attached to authors, don't they? Yeah. I don't think I would keep reading my favourite series if it switched... Fair. I don't think to a different author because, like, yeah. I don't know. It just seems a bit weird. It's like changing yeah. to a different se- series, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like you should draw a line and start something new. But yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. I, it's quite funny the how it's. I think quite interesting that Stephen King's son felt like he had to prove himself. I guess. Yeah, I get it. I have to say, he must. Stephen King must be like he must be one of the most successful authors ever. Yeah, he's got to be up there, hasn't he? I guess we better talk about the shortlist. Yes, (laughs) let's talk about the Women's Prize for Fiction 2020 shortlist. I guess I've got it here. I guess I'll nip through it really quickly in case anyone is unfamiliar with it. So the the shortlist is uh, The Mirror and the Light by Hilary Mantel, Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell, A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes, Dominicana by Angie Cruz, Weather by Jenny Offal and Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo. So the shortlist was announced, uh, I think, the 21st of April, something like that. And the winner will be announced sometime in September. I think they've delayed the ceremony, as you said. So So what are your thoughts? Well, I, as I said, I've read quite a lot of the long list. Um, My initial thoughts were, I, I was like, obviously Mantle's in there Mm kind of interesting I don't actually think Maggie O'Farrell has been on the long list or the short list before don't quote me but I think think someone did say that she hadn't been on there which really surprises me because she's a pretty beloved author it didn't surprise me about 
Girl, Woman, Other, because that's been hugely popular. Obviously won the Booker Prize, but shared it with Atwood. Um, I don't know. I wish My initial worry about the shortlist for the Women's Prize was that they're going to do the same thing that the Booker Prize did and maybe make something share, which I really hope that they don't do. Oh, God, I hope not. I really, really hope not. Don't even say that. Surely not. And they wouldn't as, be that dumb. Yeah, I really hope so. I hope they've learned the lesson because there was a lot of... Yeah. A lot of, yeah. again, another vocal outpouring on Twitter about the Booker Prize when that happened. Uh, I hope someone just wins it in their own right. I think it'd be obvious if it was Hilary Mantle. I think she's amazing and she doesn't necessarily need to win the prize. I don't know if you can okay. say that, but I just feel like it's a bit obvious. Yeah, I'd be surprised if she won, to be honest. Mm. Um, only because I sort of... Because you wonder how much politics goes into the the winning, don't you? I wonder if they're kind of like she's sort of reserved for the Booker, because she'll I guess she'll probably win the Booker. I know. Hopefully, win the Booker. I think she. Oh, three out of three. Do you reckon on her? I hope so. Yeah, I'd rather she won the Booker than this. Yeah, because like it just a three for three, first person ever to win three Bookers. That would just be. Yeah. A woman. I'd be. I'd be so happy. Yeah. Same. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, I kind of hope. I suspect that girl, woman, other will get it. Yeah, um, that's my suspicion. I really, really enjoyed "Weather" by Jenny Offill. I really, it's really loose narrative structure. It's fragments and dialogue, and it's quite an interesting. Because it's super short. It's really, really mm-hmm. a tiny book, but it's quite impactful. Um, and there's stuff about climate change in there. But someone said it was a book about climate change, but it's. But it's not. It's it's sort of it is and it isn't. It's actually a bit more yeah, about humans in a way. Um, yeah, I've read it too, actually. Yeah, but it's a, um, it's a I didn't, theme, but not of the. Yeah, overall. I didn't like it very much, but I can see why you would. I just didn't really feel like reading it as I was reading. It. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah, um, I get that. But if you liked it, I I totally get that. Yeah, I I think I think because because it wasn't very long. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's almost like okay, I get it. I'm in it. I enjoyed it, that it was quite different from the you know, traditional structure and I quite liked the way it was done and the way it was written. So I liked it from that perspective um, mm-hmm. and that it didn't go on and on and on and on and on. Um, I'm a bit I'm a bit annoyed that another retelling of a classic oh, has made yeah. it on. I know. <laughs> That's the one I actually I least want to read. That is the one. I probably yeah, will read I, it, but I don't have any to. desire. Because I read... Did you read... Oh, I'm trying to think what it was called now. Oh, by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about... Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Sarah's talking about A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes, which is a retelling of something that Homer wrote. Some part of... I don't know even which one. The Odyssey, maybe? I'm not yeah. actually sure. I just know it's a Homer retelling of some But from the flavour. The woman. It's from the woman's point of view, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know which woman or <laughs> when. I no, just know it's another... Um, oh no, it's, it's the tr- yeah, it's the tr- it's, it's the Trojan War, the Trojan War, the Trojan War. Okay, yeah. so if you don't follow the Women's Prize, last year we had two retellings. There was the Silence of the Girls by Pat Barker, and what was the other one that was on there? Was it Circe? I think Circe. Yeah. Well, both. So they're both um, sort of Greek retellings, and then the year before, or maybe or the year before that, there was uh, the other Madeline Miller book, whatever yeah. it's called. The Heel of no, the Song of Achilles. Song of Achilles. Yeah, which I know. I know lots of people have liked that, and Cersei's been quite successful. I read the Science of the Girls, and I thought it was quite average. I really liked it, um, but I don't know if I would if I reread it. But I liked it at the interesting. time. Interesting. That's an interesting. And now that I'm bitter about all of these retellings, <laughs> <laughs> I might be furious. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I get them. I just don't. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many other stories that are amazing yeah. and could be told. Yeah, I totally and, agree. And I do get it. I you know. I mean, the whole point. I love the women's prize is because you know it's celebrating and promoting women, and I love that. But I just feel like it's quite a safe genre, and I'm not yeah that interested in it. Yeah, I know. I get what you mean. <sighs> My uh beef with the women's prize <laughs> my beef <laughs> i like that you got um, you got beef <laughs> yeah i have got beef let me let, let me, me lay it out thoughts. on the table <laughs> listen women's prize 
Um, so I've been following it for a couple of years, and I've just become increasingly frustrated, to be honest, because I just am finding it so random, the shortlist, every year. And that's why I I just don't know what is... Yeah, and I'm like looking at this list now, and I, I just feel the same way. Like, as you were just saying, you've got this like Greek retelling. You've got a story about Henry VIII and Thomas Cromwell. There's like a Shakespeare retelling something about the Dominican is about like what immigrants in Puerto Rico, I think, or something. There's a abstract story sort of about climate change. And then there's girl woman other, which is about essentially the lives of black women in contemporary Britain. And I'm like, what, Mm. (laughs) how do these books, I just don't understand how they fit together. And that's why I get frustrated with it. now. Oh no, I totally get that. And yeah, like I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, what criteria are they use? I would love to know what their criteria are because I just don't get, how they are put, get put getting it, these books together like what yeah. like what overlaps the mantel with like Benanine Evaristo's book like what <laughs> yeah and I just think that I, I think whether Dominicana and Girl Woman Other I'm like yeah cool okay maybe they would be sort of slightly left behind if yep. you know like you said that's a retelling of a classic which was originally written by a man you know, a Shakespearean tale, you know, Shakespeare's a bloke. Um, and then, you know, Henry VIII and Cromwell. And I, I mean, they are, I mean, this is not to dismantle because I love, I loved Wolf Hall and I know I'm going to enjoy this book. But it's a bit like you've got these sort of male books in a way. Mm-hmm. And then these other three that are different and yeah. tell different stories. But it's almost like you've had to have those three kind of classics to... Yeah lay a foundation to allow those to come in i don't know it's Mm -hmm. it's quite a like you say it's a very bizarre choice and is it you know do they have a a sheet of what like criteria they've got to fulfill or is it just i really love this book and i want to give it a prize (laughs) yeah that's what i was thinking earlier i was like is it just books we think are good (laughs) yeah but we quite like this book (laughs) yeah yeah and i just think i don't know maybe because i just read Uh, the gin patrol and the purple line but i just thought i don't know that's not something i would probably have picked up or known about if it hadn't had Mm -hmm. the long list promotion and it's different and it's not about you know okay it's a small boy in the center of it but it's it's more than that um but it's a story i haven't heard yeah that i think that's it isn't it it's a story that i haven't heard a story i haven't read about a different culture you know nothing to do with anything that I am part of you know it's completely separate from my society so it opens my eyes and it kind of not that you have to learn but you know I've learned something from it and that and it really sort of stuck in my mind mm-hmm. and also I didn't have any influences on it in terms of you know I was reading that book with fresh eyes because I don't know about those situations so I sort of was reading it whereas I mean, I'm like we talked about when we said we both read Wolf Hall. I did the Tudors at school, and as amazing as it is, there's there's that's got to impact my reading of it because I know the story, mm-hmm. and like I don't necessarily know the Trojan War in and out, but I know what happens, you know, a version of, and I also know sort of vaguely about Shakespeare. So I don't know. It feels like I've almost done, like I have heard those stories. Mm-hmm. And it would yeah. be nice to hear the new ones. Um, yeah, so I guess the women's prize. I've so I've been following it for the. I've been like reading the shortlist for the last few years, but this year I decided not to because I just like you just don't know what you're gonna get. <laughs> and I'm yeah. So I will read Gym, Gym Patrol because you recommended it to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, the other ones I'm just not going to unless the one. So sorry, just to be clear, I have read Girl Woman Other and I have read Weather and I've read Wolf Hall, but not The Mirror and the Light and the other three. I won't read um, yeah. unless they sort of, you know, are coming up outside of the women's prize. Yeah. Um, yeah. As you know, people just saying that they're good. Yeah. Because they're just like they're just so random, and I just you just don't know how. <laughs> and honestly, some of the books that are on the shortlist in the past few years, I've hated. <laughs> they Interesting. Were awful. Yeah. Um, and also some of them equally I've loved, and I haven't really been able to figure out why they're both on there. It just seems, you know, because a prize like, for example, the Booker. You kind of know what you're going to get when you are picking up a book, a book, which is basically like a quite a literary book, maybe may quite hard to read, sort of pushing the boundaries in some kind of technical way, and you will probably either love it or hate it. And that's, you know, 
with a women's prize, I mean, good God. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think I do. I completely agree with that in terms of the Booker Prize. You know, depending on how much of a fan you are of sort of say like like literary fiction, you know. Well, for me, I've read some of them and it's been a struggle. And you know, and I yeah, def- and I have defaulted to the I love a good sweeping epic novel. Um, but you know, it's it's good to you know push your, think outside the box, push your boundaries, that sort of thing. But but you know, like you say, you know, with a booker, that's kind of what you're going to get. And it's done yeah. something special and unique or et cetera, et cetera, and has told it in this particular way. And that's why it's got the Booker Prize. And actually all of them on the Booker long list, short list, et cetera, yeah. are doing that. Whereas the Women's Prize, it's almost like being the Women's Prize isn't enough of an anchor. Yeah. It's almost just sort of randomly selecting women writers and hoping for the best in a way. I don't know. Yeah. I yeah, I just I cannot even imagine what their criteria are. I would love to know. If anyone knows, please yeah, tell me. Please let us if you know. Work for the <laughs> I would love to know. Yeah. Um yeah. Interestingly, um so this year I decided I would follow the Stella Prize instead, which is the essentially the Australian version of the Women's Prize. Um but this one they have all writing by anyone who is so for anyone by hang on, let me start that again. They, it's a prize for um, any kind of writing. So they have graphic novels, poetry, nonfiction. Um, and I was like, oh, God, this is going to be even more random. Um, and it wasn't at all. It was really cohesive, um, especially the shortlist, even though so the sort of two favourites, one was a fiction, one was a nonfiction, but they were both, they were very similar in terms of, they're, they're basically looking at social issues of oh, any kind. Okay. Often it's about women, not always. Sometimes it will be about uh, minority groups or um, sort of structural racism, something like that, but it's some kind of like social issue. Um, and so the the shortlist was very coher- co- cohesive, you know, really. I could really see why each book was on there, and they okay. were all very good. Mm. So I really liked that. So um, did you read... And I'll be confidently... Confidently backing I've up. read the whole shortlist. I read almost all of the long lists, I think so. I think maybe one or two books I haven't read from cool. the long list. And they were all very readable and quite challenging in topic. And in content, but not okay. in readability, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I like so that. I really enjoyed that. So that's interesting. Yeah, so it. it's something that's sort of based on the idea of the woman's prize. And, but, and you've got mm. completely the opposite feelings about it. That's quite interesting. Yeah. Just, I feel very safe with it. <laughs> <laughs> this no, time next that's... year, I'll be like, oh, it was shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens next year. No, I think, I think that's it. And, it. and it does go into that topic of, you know, should you be influenced by prizes and awards? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's the same with films. You know, I've watched some Oscar-winning films and gone, what the hell just happened? <laughs> um, okay, I'm not sure if I... Like, what, is it the same with books? I mean, I mean, at this age, I, I know what I like and I know what I don't like, so... But then I should be challenged. I should be challenging myself as well. So things like the, the long list of certain prizes might flag up something that I wouldn't have necessarily spotted so in that way it's good but should I read it just because it's on a list yeah um I think no you think no (laughs) I'm on the I'm on the fence (laughs) I'm starting to lean more towards reading yes if it's on a list but also someone that I know has to be like yes and I liked it yeah, actually, that's, um, that's a quite a good caveat, isn't it? Of being like, it's on a list, but also someone I know has said... Yeah. Yay, nay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard, But I think I, still the winners will interest me. So, like, I always probably want to read the winner. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think it's always... Even if you're not going to read them, it's almost still worth checking. Yeah, Because, sure. I mean, there's very, very few... I actually think there's probably only two... One of them I didn't finish, Booker Prize winners that I've read. Okay. Um, one that I didn't finish was Lincoln in the Bardo. Oh, yeah, I haven't read that. I struggled with that so much and I just couldn't, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it was just time, place, you know, all the other elements that, you know, influence you whilst reading. But I didn't, I personally didn't enjoy that. I 
mm-hmm. kind of you know happy to be discuss discuss it with someone who ha- who did enjoy it and thought it was amazing etc and deserving the prize i personally didn't like it but that's why you know books are kind of fascinating because you know not everyone likes the same thing um mm-hmm. but yeah i i don't i don't rush out and think god i've got to read that list and you know that's the only thing i can read because it's been recognized mm-hmm. um it's almost quite a nice thing to be aware of yeah for sure and then maybe in this circumstance i've read the gym patrol and then now i can keep an eye out for further books from her mm-hmm. and that was that's a nice thing to be able to discover a new like author that you like etc so in that way it's good but yeah, would I have found them without that? I don't know. It's so hard to know. But it's good to be aware of yeah. these things, I think. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'm saying all this. I'm definitely going to be watching the winner and also reading the long list, like checking the long list immediately when it comes out next year. So even yeah. though I'm like, well, I'm not really following it. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still aware. Um, well, yeah, I'm, even I'm just not if, reading it. If I got on my Instagram, it's sort of, I can't even miss it. I think it comes up so much. Um, I know. So I kind of... Yeah, you have to be careful, actually, if you want to watch the... You know, if you want to watch it in a particular way, I I often get spoiled, like, immediately for prize winners, and I'm like... Yeah, yeah, social media is not the most helpful in keeping things sort of under wraps. And also, that all social media does also... A lot of people, again, quite vocal about long lists, short lists. You know, yeah, that also has a part to play, doesn't it, in terms of... Mm. God, some people are so passionate about what yeah, happens. Yeah, they certainly are. Which I do, I totally mm. get. But yeah, again, that's another sort of influence is on the social media of some people promote, 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 don't they? So this was my favourite book, this is my favourite book, and then it doesn't end up on the shortlist and you think, ooh, interesting, I wonder, I wonder why. So... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always a bit political, I think, the, oh, the, old, uh, the old book prize. Yeah, I mean, but is it is it supposed to be? I don't know. It's one of those things that... No, I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be. No. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. I've seen a lot of people saying that they think Evarisa will get it right. because of the Booker thing. Oh, how she but shared then... it with Margaret Atwood. <sighs> I'm like, guys. Which I, I wouldn't be surprised if she did win it, but I hope that that's not the reason that she wins. No, uh, the know, reason should be that she's written a really amazing book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is an exceptional book. Yeah, and, it's really... you know, If it wins, fantastic, because it's great. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope that that doesn't play a role. I just I just want her to win it. and I mean, she should have just got the Booker Prize. I know. Also, because I really dislike Margaret Atwood, which I'm, I'm, sure, a lot, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will lynch me for, probably. Um, you dislike her like uh, I, as a person <laughs> not as a person got nothing against personal margaret atwood but and i can tell you the reason i dislike margaret atwood so much uh, margaret atwood's atwood's work is because of school so we had to oh, do right. her quite a lot in school and then there was a play that we had to do called the penelopiad and oh yeah sorry not a fan <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her books either. I think you're the no. first person I've spoken to who also oh, doesn't like good. her. good. We can Thank start God. a club because <laughs> I feel that I have to watch my audience uh, sometimes. I have been told that I am completely and utterly wrong before. Um, yeah. I, I didn't like The Handmaid's Sale. And then I've read, I've tried to read three of her other books and I just can't get into them at all. Oh. Sorry, Margaret. Yeah, sorry, Margaret. Um, I, um, although... She seems to be a very lovely, pragmatic lady, so I'm sure she wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure so. she can take it on the chin. I mean, I really enjoyed yeah. the... Actually really did enjoy the first series of The Handmaid's Tale. I thought that was a really beautifully... I have read it. Um, I thought it was a very beautifully done adaptation of that novel. Um, but, yeah, I, I have no interest to read the second one. Yeah, I'm and, not going to read it. I just have, and that—that's why I think I—I I worried I didn't get into Hillary Mantle as quickly as some other people because I really thought it might be another sort of Margaret Atwood scenario where everyone's like, "Oh, really? Yeah." I thought maybe like you have to read it because it's this person because people are very, mm-hmm. you know, very passionate about Margaret Atwood and they're very, you must read *The Handmaid's Tale*. It's so blah, etc., etc., etc. And I thought that Hillary Mantle might be the same, but I absolutely loved Wolf Hall. Um, 
so that was really nice and I'm I'm looking forward to finishing that trilogy and having that trilogy on my shelf sort of thing yeah nice um, I didn't love Wolf Hole in the end but I could, I certainly think she's a brilliant writer and yeah. she deserves she deserves it all yeah yeah it will be interesting to see what happens with the Booker Prize in, in terms of I mean yeah I don't know the stats I should look up the stats in terms of has anyone else won it twice I think a few people have won it twice. Right. Um, but no one... Certainly no one has won it three times. Right. I, th- I think. Because Margaret Atwood actually has also won it. Right. Before she won it for The Blind Assassin. Oh, okay. Interesting. Which I, cu- which I couldn't get into. <laughs> so, yeah. there it's, you go. <laughs> it's in- it is interesting, isn't it? I just... It's so fascinating, the idea that, you know, a book can be, yeah, heralded with lots of accolades and then you read it and... You thoroughly disagree. <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, I'm always like, hmm, am I missing something? Yeah, oh, um, I, I, I probably am. I, I do the same. I'm like, I clearly am not clever enough. I have no idea what's going on. I did an English degree and I still have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, it does make you wonder sometimes how many brain cells you've lost to social media. <laughs> Any other final thoughts on... Any of no, very very interested to see who wins. Um, Go Woman Other is my final bet. Oh, okay. That's my final. You're backing yourself. Yeah. What's what's your yeah I am. What's your final prediction? Um, I, I'm very tempted to agree with you, but I might just go for a curveball just in case. Um, well, not just in case, just for fun. I might say Weather by Jenny Offill. What? Yeah, oh. I'm, yeah, Sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. Just you know, just cause for a red. I'll be fuming. <laughs> You'd just be like, oh, sitting there in Australia, like, oh. Um, okay, I like that. No, I love a bit of controversy. <laughs> so, uh, if that wins over, go. I don't, th- I don't think it's got a chance. If I'm, if I'm very honest, I don't think it's got a, a flying no, chance. N- nothing comparison to. Girl, Woman, Other, and, and I'm really excited. I really hope Girl, Woman, Other does get it. But, you know, just, to, you know, mix things up a bit, you know. <laughs> cause, a, cause a few problems in camp, you know. <laughs> a few tensions. Well, I, I hope it's a thousand ships. <laughs> a thousand ships. Oh, gosh. I really hope not. I, my, my biggest one is I, ho- I hope it isn't A Thousand Ships by Natalie Haynes. I hope it isn't Hilary Mantle because, you know, She's amazing in her own right, and I think she'll get the Booker, and I don't think she needs this one as well. And I can't, yeah. and I hope it isn't Hamlet. I love Maggie O'Farrell. I really do like mm-hmm. her books. You know, Instructions for a Heat Wave. Um, is it The Vanishing of Ellie Lennox? Or is it The Disappearance? I can't quite remember what it is. You know, they're really good books. But again, I think, like, she's got her audience. That's my biggest thing, I think, is, like, you know, sharing that prize with Atwood. Atwood's going to sell books. If you're going to be... Well, that's, did you watch her acceptance speech? No, I didn't, actually. It was very, it was very funny. It was very awkward. Was it? Um, and she obviously hadn't planned anything because she genuinely didn't think that she would win. Mm. And she was like... The first thing, the first thing she said was, um, I didn't really need the extra publicity. <laughs> well, but it's true, though, isn't it? It's like, you know, yeah. people are still going to read her book. And that's my biggest thing. I just think these prizes should be elevating the authors that you know aren't going to get those prime positions in waterstones or you know bookshops it should i that's my kind of my big passion is that these prizes should be used to elevate those that won't necessarily get you know onto the sunday times bestseller list just because of who they are that's interesting i kind of disagree i think it should be more on the book itself however if it's between like a super established author and a not established author, and they're both kind of, you know, tossling for first place. I say give it to the one who's not established. Yeah, um, but I'm sure yeah. a lot of people. But in would, general, I think. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people would disagree and say, "Oh, you know, like you say, it should be done on the book and not because of the per." Uh, yeah, and 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 argue, you can argue it each different way, can't you? And say, mm-hmm. you know, it should be just done on the book. Almost, you don't need to have the author's name on it, or does the author have an impact on I don't know it's just it's just such a complicated issue like you're never going to yeah for sure you're never going to and I mean yeah I mean how, and also like if you're thinking about judging the mantel how do you judge a book that's written by someone who's won the book of twice for this series and you're going into the third one like that's already 
you're basically like opening it like, well, this is a Booker winning book. Um, so well, how do you, yeah, you know, compared to a book that you've never heard of and you don't know the author. Yeah, and like someone's debut. You know, very different playing field. Yeah, yeah so exactly. Someone's debut novel against yep. a two-time Booker winner. Again, that's yeah, why exactly. it's quite a frustrating, um, why prizes and awards systems can be quite frustrating. Because again, like you say, that criteria is, should it be debut, debut fiction? I don't know. Then you wouldn't have... Mm certain authors like they would never be able to be on it ever again and is that fair probably not so next time who is is it you and alice next time i believe so it's sarah t and alice next time and they are going to be discussing rereading right yes so if you've got any uh burning opinions about rereading feel free to get in touch yeah um and share share your opinions with us and yeah I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm just wrapping up. Is that okay? No, yeah, totally. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> and we're done. It's <laughs> enough review, Sarah. <laughs> oh, she's banging on a bit. Let's keep it. Let's shut it down now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> I muted you ages ago. Yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, it's a harsh world out there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, let us know what you thought of our first foray into solo podcasting. And yeah, hope everyone's staying safe and we will talk to you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. I, don't know why I, <laughs> I was just like waving my mouse over like nothing. <laughs> <laughs>